This is your station, your music, the world famous WXIN, Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Helms, the show where we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. Alongside me today is Mr. Jordan Moment. We have a lot to talk about today. The Boston Bruins moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Boston Celtics seemingly will not be doing it. We'll get into all of my thoughts on that one. Don't you worry. Also, calling in later in the show, we're going to be having Alex Barth of CLNS Media joining us to just go into his thoughts about the Patriots roster. We're going to talk to the Patriots with him later in the show. And if you want to chime in on any of these topics, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-8787. Once again, the number to call in is 401 401- Four five six eight seven eight seven, and you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Helmsley on ninety point seven WXIN. And with all that out of the way, we are going to dive right in here. And hello, Jordan. Hello. I didn't actually expect these headphones to work. No. <laughs> no. Well, it's fifty fifty in here. So yep. congratulations to you, by the way. Are you you're done? I I am done. I have to do a work sided page. Oh well, that's, that that's it. That's the only thing standing between you and uh, being one of the educated. I mean, well, well, no, like school, school, school is done. That's oh, for still, McNair. You could still bungle up that that works edit page, though. I I could. Do they not give you your diploma if you don't do it? No, this is completely unrelated to school. Do you walk? I do walk. My final grades are in. You walk. Well, congr- well, then Jordan moment no longer a college student. Yep. Now moving on to become a graduate student yep. in the great state of Indiana. Yes. You're a Horsier. I'm a who's Hoosier. Hoosier. Yeah. Interesting. They call those people. Can you come on and be the Indiana correspondent in the future? Uh, maybe I might. I might see if I can be the Pacers correspondent. If I ever have like some, if I ever need like some real in-depth uh, Indiana basketball <laughs> yeah. talk. Yeah, I'll tell you what's going on in the Big Ten conference. <laughs> I only laugh to mask the tears. So another thing, <laughs> so another thing that I'm masking tears about, and I want to get right into it because Jordan, I think I did a better version of this show for you Monday night. When yeah. I called you, a, a, a fair bit intoxicated. Yes. Following the Boston Celtics, game four, 113 to 101 loss to the best team in the East, Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. Once again, the Celtics are down 3 1 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Four teams all time have come back. From 3-1 deficits in NBA history. One of those teams. Fun fact. Maybe you didn't know this one. Here's a deep cut, Jordan. Ooh. Kyrie Irving was on the last team to do it. Yes, I know. If you didn't know that. That's I think that's <laughs> a little bit I know that's a little bit of a like a like a like a deep, deep, deep sports cup, but you know, what can I say? Yeah. I mean, it's a real big sports guy, so I know that one. Yeah, twenty was that twenty sixteen? I I remember. Oh yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. Yeah, you know that? Yes. You know they were playing in the finals? The, the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors. <laughs> and they've been in the finals. It's crazy to think about the Warriors being in the finals. Yeah. But, hey, that was, that was the case in good old aught 16. <laughs> I was in Montreal for most of that series, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but I got home in time to watch the end of Game 7. And, oh, what a game. But, anyway, Boston Celtics are down 3-1. The Boston Celtics. And you know what, Jordan? I'm not afraid to make a definitive take right now. Okay. The Boston Celtics are not coming back in this series. No. 
So we can sit here now and officially, not officially, but officially, I'm I'm officiating it. Mm -hmm. If the Boston Celtics come back, then I guess we'll do a huge retraction episode. Yep. I guess. I don't know what I'll do. I'll do something stupid. I'll, I'll do something. I'm not going to promise anything, but I'll do something dumb. But huge. The, the Boston Celtics series, we can talk about it being over. And Jordan, as I said, I wish I had recorded Monday. Because like I said, I should just play that. I think that would be better than the show. <laughs> A hundred percent me pacing around my bedroom with you on speaker on my bureau while I just ranted and raved all my innermost thoughts <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on the Boston Celtics, which is my own fault. It's only my own fault that I felt bad. It's not the Celtics' fault. It really isn't. It's my The Celtics put up every red flag. This Celtics team gave me every single reason to not believe in them, down to their personality. The way they talked about each other, the way they carried themselves, the way they played down and lost to inferior competition time and time and time again. The way nobody on this team maximized the potential, the way they gave me no reason to think that they could operate as a cohesive unit. They, after game one, which was so fun, that 76ers game. Oh, I remember the joy I felt after that game. I was elated watching that thing. I was a fool. I was brought in by... By blue eyes and a pretty smile. As has gotten me time and time again in my life, Jordan. Mm -hmm. As has gotten me time and time again in my life. I guess in this case it would be green eyes, but I'm more of a sucker for blue eyes for all of you out there. But all of you big stadium experience fans. Yeah, put that on the wiki. Yeah, get that. Get that. <laughs> but it's my own fault. They put up every red flag, but then they stood out of my house with a boombox in the pouring rain and swept the Pacers. And like an idiot, like an idiot. And I am not blaming people who go back to toxic, go back into toxic relationships, because that is very rarely the other person's fault. You, you've been abused. You've been psychologically manipulated. It's really not your fault. You responded. I'm blaming myself. I'm victim blaming myself for even beginning to put a modicum of belief in this Celtics team. And at the time, I said I was stupid for doing it. And what did I do, Jordan? You put the belief in the Celtics I team. put the belief in the Celtics. Yeah, you didn't. You were smart. I mean, I mean, I was still wrong. I said the Bucks were going to win six, but apparently they're going to win in five. I mean, they might win. Who knows? Maybe they will. But you were right, Jordan. You said it. You, you should have slapped me right there. Because I'm stupid. So you are the most apathetic person on this show. <laughs> you might actually be more negative about sports than me. So congratulations, Jordan. <laughs> I'm the stupid wide-eyed homer, apparently. Apparently that's been my bit the whole time, and I haven't even known it. I'm everything I hate. <laughs> Literally, that's what the Celtics team has done to me, though. They made me hate myself. This team has inspired nothing but self-hate and victim-blaming in me. <laughs> Honestly. Like, that's how, that's how much they've hurt me. Like, this team might have hurt me more than any other sports team in my lifetime. We talked about that, too, didn't we? You did. You did mention that. I did. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, the 07 Patriots sucked, but that was a very abrupt heartbreak. That came and went. You had a year-long happy relationship, and then you came home and they were cheating on you. And that was the end of it. Yeah. That wasn't the case here. This was, like I said, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. It was never a fun ride. It was never a good ride, but I kept staying with it. I kept staying with it, hoping that it would get fixed. Oh, my God. I drove across the country with this Celtics team, knowing it was bad. 
knowing that it was never going to care for me the way I want to be cared for. But no, I stuck with it. I came back when it called me back a few months later after hurting me, and I went back. I'm like, okay. Maybe you've changed. Maybe. I thought maybe they had changed. Maybe they were just a playoff team. Maybe that's the case. You, know, you got the playoff Kyrie. You got you got Hayward getting better. Oh, maybe there's something to this team. Oh, look at Tatum. He's dunking. Oh, boy. Here we go. Stupid, stupid, stupid me. Really, like, I'm trying to think of a team that's hurt me more because this team has just hurt me from start to finish because I had so much hope for this team. So much anticipation. So much. I was so excited. I was so excited. How dumb was I? This team actually, and I am stupid for saying this, makes me miss like the Isaiah Thomas Celtics. Which were apparently better! Because they got through the second round, Jordan! They did. So, I'm stupid! I don't know what this is! This team is making me doubt everything about myself. This team is making me hate everything about myself. I don't even know how they're doing that. I cannot, I don't understand how they're doing that. It makes no sense to me. I shouldn't care. I should not be invested. I should have seen this coming, but I didn't for some reason. Because I don't, I guess I like the Celtics too much or something. So yeah, I'm trying to think of like a team in the last, my lifetime, which, you know, has been 21 years long for those of you out there for the wiki. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the Boston sports team that's, Boston sports team that's hurt me more. And I can't think of it. Maybe there's an obvious one I'm missing. Like I said, like, the Super Bowl loss is hurt. 2011, they shouldn't have even been there. So that one can't kill me too much. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, I mean, like I said, like, that sucks. But. I don't know. I just, like, I didn't, I didn't spend a year. I, did, I didn't. After that Super Bowl, I mean, maybe it was partially because I was 10. But I didn't leave my, I didn't, I didn't wake up the next day and hate myself. So, I mean, the Patriots team that lost to the Eagles, that got me mad. That did get me mad. I wasn't ranting to you yet, Jordan, but that was tough. Elov caught up with me after that. Yeah. I was in a bad state after that game. But I was more just angry at the team. I wasn't angry at myself. So, just before we get into the specifics, because I want to get into the specifics. But first, I just I'm trying are, to are, are, are you are you ready to face that that self reflection? Not quite. No, I'm gonna reflect on them. I'm reflecting on myself right now. Nobody came here for me. They came here for the sports take. So don't worry, that's coming. Is, is this your fire and ice? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. That's what they brought me to, Jordan. Dang. The 2018, the 2019 Boston Celtics, and I told you, and I didn't. I forgot to do it. I was ready to go get a thesaurus. And turn to the page, a physical thesaurus, mm -hmm. and find the page with the word disappointment on it. And I was going to read every single simile for the word disappointment. Because that's what this team was. An absolute and utter disappointment on, in every way, except for game one, which was fun. Other than that, they have been a disappointment at every single turn and stupid me even when they won game one i was like oh boy they took a home game that's huge and I then did, i did say they have to win both of them and then failure 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 i'm like well they won't get they won't get they won't lose when they're back in the garden 
They're back in TD Garden, please. What are they going to do? Become super soft, forget how to run to the rim and quit because the refs aren't helping them? Uh, that sounds oh, like... It's... Yeah. Oh, no, they they won't... <laughs> They won't fail to adapt at all to a fit more physical style of play and lose the ability to stop any shooters. <laughs> oh, Kyrie Irving won't entirely quit. <laughs> oh, the team's entire entire lack of any kind of organization won't lead to every single player on the floor trying to play hero ball at the same time. <laughs> that won't happen two games in a row. <laughs> Kyrie Irving won't lose and then say who cares in the press interview when he's asked about all of his missed shots and then say he should have just taken more. That won't happen. But it did. It did. It did, and more. I won't bring find myself absolutely doubting Brad Stevens on every level. I did. I do. And like I said, series not over. This game five tonight. Jordan, you ready for it? Uh, I re I'm ready to see them lose. I almost want to watch it just, just to see something dumb happen. Or they'll probably win this one. Since the NBA, like the other team will kind of back off a little bit they'll probably win this one and then they get to come back to boston and lose in front of the home crowd uh then my prediction then, would be correct and then that could be Kyrie's last game in boston and losing by like 15 points to the bucks yep or it could be 12 who knows or they'll just give up tonight and they'll turtles i have no reason to think that they won't because this team cannot face adversity at all at all they quit they quit immediately when anything goes wrong did you watch game three I watched some of it. Did you watch the body language after the ref started giving calls to Giannis? Yeah. Did they look like, literally, they would go down the court and then they'd get mad about a call. They'd go and I'd just go, ugh, and yeah. shoot some dumb floater. I, th I think I stopped watching. Some, it, was, it was like a little bit left in the third quarter. Yeah. I saw Marcus Smart give up like a Smart turnover. Smart game three in game three. Oh, game four. Oh, we'll get we'll get to smart right, in a okay. minute. No, game three, game four. Refs start going against them. What do they do? They start taking dumb shots. They start looking petulant. They start looking like children. Because it's not going perfectly for them. So they can't take it. Like, oh, we got to go. The refs aren't helping us. We're going to go dribble down the court and uh, mid-range A doesn't go in. You know what you do when the ref are calling fouls all the time? You know what you do you, for the other team? You start also driving to the basket all the time. Not doing cool little two-handed dribble moves where you weave around everybody. No, you go into people because they'll call it. There was one point in game three when Giannis was just getting so many free throws. And the Celtics then went like jumper, 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 floater, three, three, three. Or something stupid like that. And I get calls. They'll give you calls if you let them give you calls. But no, they quit because they're weak and they're soft. They are. Why shouldn't I think that? Why should I? Why shouldn't I? Listen, start of this first half of game four even. I'm like, oh, they look okay. Oh, they're being more physical. Good. They're driving a little bit more. Kyrie's not driving a little more. Kyrie's not doing Kyrie's doesn't look great, but like they're driving more. Tatum's getting it. Look like they're getting physical. They're getting free throws. This is like Marcus Morris is getting in. They're good. This is what they should be doing. I like the offensive game plan so far. Falls apart in the in the third. Falls apart. The second the other team starts to beat them. They lose all sense of cohesion. They're just all bringing down the ball one-on-one -on -one and trying to score themselves. It makes no sense. They have, it's like they have no direction immediately because they all probably hate each other and don't want to play together or don't want to play with Kyrie or whatever it is. They just fall apart, and it's embarrassing. Wait, wait, wait. I have a comparison. What? Are the Boston Celtics, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the basketball? Sure. Maybe. Who cares? They just. What a crossover, what a crossover episode this is. 
It's just like, it, it's just, you want, it, it was mind boggling. It was mind boggling. The, it's like, I did not fathom them losing that game, honestly. A part of me went and prepared for them. I'm like, no, there's no chance to lose this game. In the end, there's no chance. They're at home. The, the NBA will try to help them win. Like, there's no chance of losing this game. And then they lost it. Like, I, it's just mind-blowing to me that they lost, that they're down 3-1. It's mind-blowing to me. They failed so aggressively. They let George Hill beat them. Yeah. George freaking Hill. They let Pat Connaughton. He was good. Look at this man, Jordan. That guy. <laughs> that guy. He was prancing down. He they was. weren't stopping Giannis at all. He was just walking in there every time. My God, because Mike is like, oh, they're going to call it on him. So we can't defend him. They're complainers. That's what I felt like for them. Guess what? Okay. It happens. Refs aren't going to always work with you. Sorry. It happens. You cannot then quit in the playoffs. Or you're an idiot, or you're a child, or you don't care. If you do that, you can still try to win when things are not perfect for you. That's what you are paid to do. And then, oh, not everybody's safe from I scored. Gordon Hayward, two points. Mm. Two points. That man makes $30 million. Yep. Either why can't he do better or why is he on the floor? Both are valid questions. He was a liability. Every, every time he was on the floor, he wasn't even trying down the stretch. He wasn't even trying, it felt like. You just see Giannis get to the rim, and he was just kind of standing there. You're like, I, I don't think he was defending him, but you know what? I want to see him do something. Throw your body into him, Gordon. I don't care. Be a big traffic cone. Take a charge. I don't know. Contribute. That man's made $60 million off of the Boston Celtics and has given them Nothing. I do not care that he broke his ankle 20 months ago. It should be healed by now. You should be at a point where you can contribute more than two points in a playoff game. You know what is his plus minus in this series was like minus 50. Mm. He was a liability in every way on every level. Like I literally got a point. Like, Why is he still playing? Why on earth is he still in this game? Marcus Smart came in and did nothing. You know, everybody everybody gave him a round of, you know, like, the guard basically gave him a standing ovation when he hit a three. Not even though that, that he was, like, had been, that, I was, that he was one for four at that point, but whatever. He came on the floor and immediately he was just turning it over, just, just missing shots. Just awful. Couldn't do anything. It's just, like, and even then, I'm not as angry at them. Because Hayward, I expect nothing from. And... Mark, if smart, it was coming back from an injury. Fine. Kyrie Irving, though? Did you know that Kyrie Irving has only hit 16 field goals between game three and four? Oh, I do. I do. And you know in your heart of hearts, that guy thinks he's done nothing wrong. Yeah, it seems, it seems that way. You know in because your heart. He comes across that way. like You know in your heart of hearts that that man thinks that it is everybody else's fault because he's LeBron. Essentially. Because he carries himself like LeBron James. Like, everybody says it, but it's true. But he's he, not in Space Jam. He thinks he's LeBron. He do, Does he not? Does he not carry himself exactly like LeBron James would after a loss? Uh, yeah, he kind of does. Me, 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 me. No, nothing's my fault. Who cares? Who cares? And I don't even care that I'm taking that quote out of context. Because I am. 
I'm taking that quote wildly out of context. I don't care. Does he deserve the benefit of the doubt? Does he deserve me to be fact-checked? Does Kyrie not deserve to be the victim of fake news? Uh, maybe. Like, I don't care what you did. I don't care what else you said. If you say, who cares? In a press conference after a game that effectively eliminated you from the playoffs? Do you expect me to not, You expect me to be fair to you at this point? I've been plenty fair to him all along. I've said forever and ever that I want them to resign and that you got to accept the baggage. Uh, do I want it back now? Do you want Kyrie back? Like, no. Why? What? Why do I? And I know that it's gonna that they're gonna have to take a step back to lose Kyrie. Why? Why do I care? Or do they? They could probably make the second round with the team they have now. They could. They would have gotten just as far because they just had to play the freaking Pacers. Like, this is driving me insane to talk about because I realize actually they're not. They were not better off. Like the more I talk about, the dumber it gets. They're not better off, Jordan. They made the second round. Yeah. They were the fourth seed. Mm -hmm. How are they better off with Kyrie Irving? Somehow Kyrie Irving came back and they took a huge step back. Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward made them get worse. How the hell does that happen? That can only mean one, that one of those two guys is just so toxic that it absolutely counteracts any talent. And I'm like, I don't think it's Gordon Hayward. So Kyrie. Like, I'm just looking at the data that's in front of me. I'm not going to overanalyze any press conferences because I know the internet hates if you do that. If you hold, if you hold, you know, athletes accountable for their words at all, sports Twitter will rip you apart. Mm. But I don't know. Let's just look at it numerically. Kyrie's Kyrie's there for like half last year, gets hurt. Team team wins more games, gets a higher seed, and goes further in the playoffs. He's he's here for a full year. He feels more comfortable, maybe more emboldened. Who knows? They win less games, lower seed, and lose in the second round. I... How? How? I don't get it. It's the same team otherwise. Exact same team otherwise. They lost nobody. I just, I don't get it. Well, they didn't have Howard or Kyrie last year. I know. Yeah. That's how are they worse. How? Like, just like I said, like, Kyrie is an all-world talent. How toxic of an individual do you have to be to make the team get worse with you? Very. Worse. Like, it, it, it's unfathomable. It really is. He's gone. He's gone now. Like, any hope you might have had to keep him. Why would he stay? If he wants to be in New York, it's not like you can even be like, well, you can win here. So everybody says, oh, why would Kyrie leave here? He can win here. Apparently not. I'm sure Kyrie can take the Knicks to the second round. No problem. Kyrie Irving is a good enough of a player to will any Eastern Conference team to the second round, I'm sure. Maybe. Like, it's just like, it. Or, I can't believe it. Or maybe Kyrie should go to the Suns because the Suns are drafting Zion. Why not? Why not? He'll be just as well off there, if not better. Oh, no, the West West will eat him alive. Will it? Yes. Just wait till the first time they play the Rockets. James Harden, James Harden puts like sixty on him. <laughs> it's just like I, I just it's, like I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss, Jordan. So sorry, Kyrie. We play real basketball over here. I'm just, I'm just at a loss. Like, it's, I'm at a loss. And then you know, Brad Stevens is not exonerated in this. Are you kidding me? 
Where are you when your team's doing nothing but taking stupid ill-advised shots and can't play together? That's on you too, Brad Stevens. You couldn't iron this out once all year? You had a full season, Brad. Where are you? Get mad at somebody. You think there's any chance Brad Stevens in the locker room after the game being like, hey, Kyrie, maybe don't take a thousand threes. Maybe I'll uh, maybe go to the hoop every now and then. Hey guys, maybe I'll uh, maybe be better. Maybe don't be dumb. No, of course not. Of course not. So I just like it. It it's broken me, Jordan. <laughs> like honestly, who cares? Like who cares? It's just like I I can't believe that we're here. <laughs> But they're going to lose to the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round of the NBA playoffs. Yep. In the second round. When, remember, last year, this same team made it to Game 7 of the Conference Finals with no Kyrie, with no Hayward, with a younger Tatum, a younger Brown. And I just, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I just, so like that first, you know, that first round pick, that Nets pick you gave up for Kyrie Irving, gone. Yep. And, I mean, it turned into Colin Sexton, who, I mean, I don't really like. So I guess I can't, like, get too mad about it, but I will. So Kyrie Irving, you know, he demanded a trade, wanted to be his own man somewhere. Couldn't handle it at all. Can't lead. Can't lead. He wants to be a leader. You can tell he wants to be a leader. Can't do it. He's terrible at it. He's awful at it. Like I said, the man clearly does not have an accountable bone in his body. I'm going to put words in his mouth. I'll do it. Like mm -hmm. I said, he'd probably get mad at me. He'd probably try to tell me off in some press conference because he's one of those guys. Has to complain about everything people are saying about him. Yeah, da, 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 da. Yep. He can go make Uncle Drew 2. <laughs> he can make his spooky ghost movie that he's making right now. He's making a spooky ghost movie. You excited to see the Kyrie spooky ghost movie? No. Oh, boy. Spooky ghost movie, Kyrie, it's coming soon. He can go play with Kevin Durant in New York, and those two can just complain endlessly about everything together. Because those two might be two of the biggest babies in the NBA. They can go complain endlessly together, and yeah, the Celtics season is over. It's just over. Like that, they don't even get to go to the finals and lose to the Warriors. They get to start... Not start from scratch, but they get to take a big step back. They get to take a big step back because Kyrie just couldn't. Or Brad Stevens couldn't. Maybe it is Brad Stevens' fault. It is partially his fault. By the way, like, they get to enter next year. Mm -hmm. They get to be open. We get to reset things. Get to make it the Tatum and Brown show and... Hope that Hayward develops into something that you can put on a basketball court in a meaningful situation. Or maybe Hayward will go down as the worst contract in NBA history. Because halfway through, he's up there. The if the second half is like the first half, they'll have poured $120 million into a whole lot of nothing. It happens. It's okay, though, because his wife defends him on Instagram. You know, you know what Robin put on Instagram? No. After the game? She tw she posted a scoreboard and went underappreciated. Hmm. Yeah, I you're right. Those two points are really important, Robin. Just 
You want to get into the big picture stuff? The Celtics are screwed going forward, apparently. No matter what they do, because apparently they just can't stop Giannis at all. Yeah. It, it, Giannis isn't going to not be there next year in the playoffs. So that's fun. <laughs> that's their new reality. They can't stop him. LeBron left. You got a new menace. <laughs> it's Giannis. Like, they can't stop him. It'll only get better from here. Yeah. So, hope he enjoys being... Nope. He was already on the 2K cover this year. Which I still hated the cover. Giannis in his stupid, like, graffiti 2K cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Hate it. But, hey, Kyrie was on a 2K cover. He was. That was fun. He sure deserved it. Maybe that's where it all started. Maybe he's like, wait a minute, I'm on a 2K cover. Ooh, I can be LeBron now. It's just all so maddening. Like, I I'm letting it get to me. I can, I can tell. But this team deserves it. They don't deserve me to just let give them a pass. They deserve my scorn. They deserve every every inch of this. <laughs> they deserve every inch of me. They do. And they have to take it. <laughs> the 2018, the 2019 Boston Celtics <laughs> just <laughs> need to take on all this pain from me. And I don't know what that <laughs> entails, but. So why are we still here just to suffer? Why are we still here just to suffer? Like, it's insane. I can tell you think it's insane. Like, I, I can see you struggling to comprehend. Just the entire season, from how we got to where I was at the start of the year. Like the ch sure, like in context, yeah, I was shocked that they're gonna lose the series. Sure, but just like from where we were at the beginning of the year, why it's such even from where we were after the end of, after their season ended last year, where there was nothing but hope and excitement and potential, and to get here, why I hate everybody and everything. I want to burn the franchise down to the ground. How does that happen in a year? What fans of bad teams feel like all the time. Maybe. God, this must be terrible. Imagine living in Cleveland. You must feel like this all the time. Well, I mean, Cle Browns have hope now. I know. Imagine never even having that. Imagine being like a Bills fan. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I'm just saying, like... I... Just to get to where they were, where I thought this was a finals team. And they just to spend the whole year just trampling over that constantly. It's giving me every reason to despise this team. This team isn't even likable. I hate them. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't. Why should I? They're not likable. Why would I like the team with the diva star that quits whenever things get hard? Why would I like that team? Why would anybody like that team? You're like the Rockets if everybody was bad. You mean, yeah. Like, I mean, if it weren't for the Warriors, they'll, they'll be getting out around too. But since the Warriors are just the most broken thing to ever exist, 
It's just. Are you are you ready to snap the Celtics out of existence? I would love to. I would love to. Well, the only thing more broken than the Warriors is Aisha Curry's self-esteem. Boom. Uh, she needs to. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on with her. I don't know how to help her with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to help you. With, I mean. I mean. I know. I guess specifically what I could do that might help her, but I. I don't think we get to, like the root cause of the problem. Yeah. Gotta know what she like expects like Steph to do about that. Like pay somebody off? I don't know. I don't think she's unattractive. She's very attractive. I was looking I at Aisha Curry photos like earlier today because I was like, well, what, what, what? I don't remember what she looks like. But maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe you know, if she was a stunner, maybe I would remember. I mean, no, she's attractive, but I don't, I don't understand what, what her whole like beef is. Yeah, it's not like Steph's attractive. <laughs> like you got a whole ass kid. Like you're married. Like what? what What's you, wrong? Yeah, like you got all the money in the world. <laughs> like. You, you, you just, you just, you just, yeah, like, like every other woman on the planet is like, yeah, I really wish that random men would bother me more because they find me attractive. Yeah, like, I really wish my DMs were messy. <laughs> like, I really wish I was getting dick, like, dick pics on my Snapchat. Like, that's what I really want. Like, I don't, I, d- does, like, does she just want, like, PJ Tucker in there or something? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like maybe it's like most of the players feel like they can't, like, touch Steph. Maybe, like, Giannis will be in there soon because he's like, well, I'm on the level now. Like, if Giannis wins MVP, he's like, well, I'm an MVP now, so I, I can do it. I could still be like, oh, challenge, <laughs> challenge me to, like, a game of horse or something. Westbrook can get <laughs> in there? Like, Dang, imagine imagine playing Steph Curry in the game of horse. That would be insane. I'd like to not. <laughs> I don't think I would win a single Big Mac. <laughs> no. Not at all. You but, have all the big max. God, you know, I'll tr- I'll trade I'll trade my emotional state with Aisha Curry, if she would like to. I'll put that offer on the table. <laughs> Do I? Who who is worse off emotionally right now? Twitter poll: Me or Aisha Curry? Uh, I don't I don't know. You you seem pretty distraught. I mean, like I understand feeling unattractive, but like I've come to terms with it. I mean, yeah, but like there's a difference between like. Being unattractive and being married and a kid and unattractive. Yeah, like you have everything. Like yeah. why, why do you care? You you're allowed to like, like 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 someone like someone found you attractive enough to have a kid with you. That's and that person is Steph Curry. Curry. Yeah. Who like mind you like was not Steph Curry when he decided to have the kid with you. Yeah. But now I mean he's like, Steph maybe it's Curry. like all the other NBA wives are just being like pestered and she's like oh not me though. Like is she is she looking at like Gabrielle Union be like damn how come I'm not getting static like that. I mean, like, come on, she's not Gabrielle Union. She's not, <laughs> come on. I mean, I mean, come on now. I mean, duh. Yeah. Duh. Uh, does, does she want to be like Gabrielle? I think she should. I think everybody should want to be like Gabrielle. I want to be like Gabrielle Union. Well, that explains the self-esteem. Gabrielle though. Union is on the banana boat. She is. <laughs> you, you can't forget that. Like, Gabrielle Union is on the banana boat. Yeah. Well. Gabrielle Union's got to be the next signing for the... For the Lakers. Also, I should, you know, I feel like I should hate those Dwayne Wade Gabrielle Union commercials, but I just love them. Yeah, they're pretty all right. Like, I just love them. But, yeah, I don't know what Aisha Curry wants. Well, I mean, I know what she wants. I think it's stupid that she wants that. Yeah. Like, is Steph going to just have to get her, like, Tinder gold or something just to, like, I got notifications 50% off today only. Promise we're not sponsored. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Tinder Gold. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Well, we could be. 
the, the the execs are here. Yeah, welcome to the welcome to the stadium experience sponsored by Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But um Yeah, I know that sometimes after I'm done with my sports takes, having all of you listen, I just wish I had one person at home to listen. <laughs> we can do great promos for Tinder, I feel like, me and you. Me and you both have plenty of experience. Like Yeah. We'd, we'd be great spokespeople. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> Tinder Tinder's leaving money on the table by not endorsing this show. Uh, yeah, maybe. Perhaps. Like they are leaving money on the table. Um, get you send send an email? I feel like they should reach out to me. I feel like that their marketing department hasn't reached out to me. I'm gonna submit a submit a complaint on Tinder. I'm gonna like report something and just put that in the bylaw. I'd be like, hey, here's my number. Call me up for a marketing opportunity. But yeah, I just like I just I don't know where to go with this Celtics team. Like there'll be plenty of time for me to complain about how Kyrie's gonna leave and also how much of a waste it was. How also they don't have the avenues to add equivalent talent to the team. But. Yeah, you know, like I said, it's my, like, like honestly, like this makes the, the blow of Kyrie leaving way softer. So that's fun. It made that inevitable disappointment less disappointing. So in a way, I'm thankful. In a way, I'm thankful that it makes it easier. But I don't know. They just they gotta change everything here, and I, I just I. It's amazing how quickly they quit, which is why it makes it so easy for me to quit on the team. <laughs> it does. Like, they made it easy. It's easy. It's not like they fought. Once again, this isn't like the Isaiah Thomas Celtics. So I'm like, man, I don't like not liking this team, but hey, I know they just can't get it done. They're sure fun guys, though. Remember Kelly Olynyk? Oh, man. Apparently, those were the days and we didn't even know it. <laughs> I had to get I had to get all gaga eyed for all this fun and exciting all star caliber talent. Stupid me. Yeah. I didn't know what I had before I lost it. And now to find something new, I need to use Tinder Gold. <laughs> I'm telling you, it it's it would be immaculate. So the Celtics. It's been a while since I've opened a show with a nice rant about the Celtics. Yeah. That used to be my calling card in the r way early days. Even the pre-U days, Jordan. Wow. I used to always open the show up with being mad about something the Celtics were doing. But. They've hit a, they've hit a crossroads here. They've, uh, they've. Yeah, they got to figure some things out. They got to figure out who they are, what they are, what they want to be. Who is in on that? And yeah, I mean, we'll see. We shall see if they can dig themselves out of that hole. So probably not. Anyway, yeah, I don't know, maybe they'll come back down three-one. Who knows? Like I said, I'll take it all back, I guess. But it's the fact that I expect Kyrie not to like even try tonight is what makes me mad. Like I expect that more than them winning. You know. Like, I almost just expect Kyrie to come out and just kind of just give, like, a limp-wristed effort. Go, from, like, go, like, 6 from 25 again? Oh, not even. Go, like, six, go like 3 from, like, 10. 
Like, not even try. Like, why not? He's LeBron. LeBron doesn't try when LeBron feels like he's done somewhere. So why should Kyrie? Because he's Kyrie. He makes movies. Just like LeBron. Just like LeBron. So why should he care? You know, it's it's maddening, but we shall see. Anyhow, though, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to move on to the team that's actually not making me upset. That would, of course, be the Boston Bruins. If you want to chime in on any of these topics, you want to cry with me about the Celtics, please feel free to call in at 401-456-8787. Once again, the phone number is 401-456-8787. We'll be back in just a moment, and we will see you all then. Some of them came and played. 90.7 WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley. Jordan Moment here. Minor technical difficulties coming into play right now. But we're, we're soldiering on. Because unlike the Boston Celtics, we don't turtle the moment there's any amount. Oh, my, my headphones. The moment there's any amount of adversity. But hey, I guess, you know, that's just me and you. But a team that did overcome, really not any adversity, but a team that did good. Because that's a segue right there. Could power it through. The Boston Bruins shockingly made it through the second round. It's good we finally had a team here in Boston advance through the second round. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've been able to feel good about a team, you know? It's good to finally have hope, Jordan. Yeah. Here in the city, but in the New England area. But yeah, the Boston Celtics managed to take out the Columbus Blue Jackets in six games. Game six, they managed to have a shutout. They got production from everywhere. They had an, you know, just all together. Nothing bad to say about the Boston Bruins right now. They are humming. They, they In this series, they're able to start getting production from their top line. And now they're moving on to a Eastern Conference Final Series, which, just like with the Blue Jackets, really, they're going against a young team, a hungry team, an inexperienced team with a fine defense, but not a lot on offense. So, like I said before, I mean, the path is there for the Bruins. Mm -hmm. And if the Sharks lose tonight, and then it becomes the avalanche of the Blues coming out of the West, the path gets even easier. So... Like I said, I mean, that's the main discourse around this series right now is just how badly the Bruins need to not screw it up. And how much, how crucial it is, really. Because they have such a chance here to win a Stanley Cup. Because right now, they're the most experienced team and probably the most talented team left in the playoffs. Which, God knows how that happened. But all the good teams are gone. They're all gone. So they're going against this Carolina team, which, of course, I'll get into my personal reasons why I do not like this Carolina team in a moment. Mm -hmm. But they're going to team, a team with the Carolina, by the way, has the lowest payroll in the NHL. Okay. So once again, not even a team that really is was built to get here. 
And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like, it's the same stuff every series, which is good, which means that they, they're consistent. So yeah, the first game is going to be on Thursday, which is tomorrow mm-hmm. at 8 p.m., which sucks. Hate that. Wow, that's the time every other every every that's every baseball start. I don't like it. I yeah. want a nice like six o'clock game. Huh? That's what I've been saying. You know, get a nice. Six, it ends at like eight o'clock. Me and you can go out. Me and you can go. You know, hit the town as we do. You know, Jordan had one of one of our one of our classic wild nights. I guess. <laughs> as you as you and I are ought to do, of course. Yeah, I got a paper to revise, apparently. We got to go carve up the town. <laughs> but we can't because we'll be too busy watching the Bruins. It'll be 10 o'clock and we'll be tired. Uh, I you know? Probably do both. It'll just be too, you know, we only got like two hours till the bars close. Like, you know, we can't meander endlessly down down Wickedon Street. Yep. Because it's too late. We can't walk all the way to Thayer and walk back. But what are you doing after this, by the way, Jordan? Uh, nothing. Want to hit up free play tonight? Uh, sure. All right, cool. So there's some play. Come meet us at free play. We'll make it an official stadium experience meet and greet. Can we go to the mall first, though? Yeah, why not? What do you got to get at the mall? Uh, graduation outfit. Listen, as long as it's not Friday night, I'll go to the Providence Place Mall. Okay. Friday or Saturday night, you could not pay me enough to go in there. That's fair. I was talking with somebody about that. Oh, with Tyrell about that the other day. Because Tyrell was like, yeah, my mom doesn't like me being out after like 9.30. So I'm like, hey, Tyrell, you're 23 years old. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, Tyrell, you are a grown man. <laughs> you're saying my mom doesn't want me out. I'm like, well, um, if you're letting that be an issue, so Tyrell's like, you're the, you're like one of the most responsible people I know. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, but like, I also kind of get your mom not wanting you specifically in the Providence Place Mall after 9:30. Yeah, I don't like being there late at night on a weekend. I mean, only- I feel like I'm just waiting there to get stabbed or have like some like 12 year old kid chirp me for no reason. And frankly, I'd rather get stabbed, I think, because like kids chirping you is the worst thing on the planet. Because A, they're so mean. And they'll just start insulting you about nothing for no reason. And then they're kids, so you can't do anything about it. You can fight a kid. You you can, but peop- but you're not allowed to. Says who? The law, Jordan. The law says a lot of things. <laughs> Listen, I'll. I you try to fight. There's no. There's no. It doesn't matter what kind of lawyer you get. The lawyer's not gonna be able to defend you if you try and fight a twelve year old, even if he's being a little little dick. Eh, the lawyer might throw you. I mean, judge might throw you a bone. I don't think they will. Yeah, gonna be honest. Uh, they're pretty on the up and up about that, get as they should be, because you shouldn't hit children. But yeah, like kids can be mean. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes you. I mean, you can make like a really like. Vind- you can make a really like indignant Facebook post about how people should let you hit your kid, but even those don't really go over very well. Sometimes you got a roundhouse kick a kid. Okay. Fair enough. Those are your thoughts. But yeah, it's just like I just I don't like getting chirped by kids. It's the worst. It's the worst. You know, like an adult's chirping, you're like, what you just think they're pathetic because they're a grown man. But like as a kid, you're like, well, you're not a grown man, so like you haven't learned yet. But the, so, like, it still just, it just kind of hurts. Like you can't just, like, think they're pathetic. Because, like, well, you have plenty of growing up to you. you do you can be more successful than me when you're my age. You have, like, nine years to get there. You can be, like, a Rhodes Scholar by the time you're my age. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't like it. It's part of the reason I don't like it. I just feel like it's going to happen if I go to Providence Place Mall on a Friday or Saturday night. 
Oh, okay. You know, maybe that's what Tyrell's parents are trying to avoid. All right. That's fair, I guess. But yeah, we can go to the mall tonight, though, because it's a Thursday. Okay. It'll be a, it's a Wednesday, actually. Oh, that'll be fine. Everybody's at home. It's a school night. Mm-hmm. It's a school night, so take that. But, um, yeah, so the Bruins, they have made it, and I really want to see them beat the Hurricanes. you know why, Jordan? Why Why do you want to see them beat the Do you remember who owns the Hurricanes? I do not. That would be one Mr. Tom Dundon, who is, of course, the main culprit in the death of the Memphis Express. So you see, like, you see, now you're invested in it. Hurricanes must die. Exactly. The hurricanes must die. The winds must be stopped. Reduce them to a light breeze. Mm-hmm. Exactly. See, now you're in. Uh, so he's the one who killed the AAF. Yes, he's the one, remember? Yep. Talk about this at length. It was Tom Dundon who, bought, who gave them all that money and then stopped because he was like, ah, I want the app. So... Yeah. Did he even get the app? Uh, I have no idea. I don't care. I, I've stopped keeping track of that. But yeah, either way, the reason we don't have a Memphis Express to love and adore anymore is I'm blaming it on Dundon. So I hope that the Bruins use that as bulletin board material as well. You know, if I'm Bruce Cassidy, I'm going in there and be like, hey, who's everybody's favorite AAF team? And for some reason, like they're all wearing like AAF gear that they bought. They don't need to buy it on clearance because they have a little more money than you and I. Yeah. Like Marshans in there, and like uh, in like an Atlanta Legends jersey, and like you know Char is in the back with like his like Arizona Hot Shots hat, and like they're they're all, the Bruins are all super indignant about the AAF being gone. They were huge AAF fans, weren't we all? We all, I know. So yeah, like it's it's on Tom, like. I just realized that on the drive over here. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tom Dundon. Public enemy number one in Memphis. All 18 Express fans. Me and all the other Express fans on the message boards are very upset. You're on the, you're on the, you're on the message boards? <laughs> I'd like to think I am. <laughs> I'm not a mod or anything. I hope one day. I've applied a few times to be a mod, but they won't they won't take my application seriously. Dang. They're a little little partial to native Memphises. Mm. I know. This is a lot there's a little bit of uh culture of elitism in uh there's a little bit of discrimination in the Memphis Express fans community, which we're trying to work on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, they don't, they don't just let anybody be a mod. Yeah, so that's a messy subreddit right there, r slash express. <laughs> yeah, listen, there's just, just a lot going on. This is just this is just a lot going on. Actually, I want to see if there's like an r slash AAF. I hope so. If so, we're, if so, we're going we're going we're going to peruse it. We're going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, we yeah. I've given I've given you all my hockey takes for the day. That's all I got. Bruins got to keep doing what they're doing. Oh, yes, there is. Oh, what is it? <laughs> R slash AAF underscore football. Oh, perfect. All right, what do we have here? What was it? What was the last thing? Avenge the Fallen. RIP, join us at XFR. Boo! Same great memes, same great atmosphere. Let's keep this great community together. Oh. All right, what do we have? 
thought this was a good deal. Oh, yeah, they haven't paid anybody. They had trading cards? What? Yeah, apparently. Those... What? <laughs> oh, those don't look bad. Nice, got a Davis Tull. That's an express guy. I only know because I'm looking at him in an express jersey. I mean, because I had every player in the roster memorized. I'll never wave. This guy had a Birmingham Express towel. I should follow this somewhat Reddit. How many followers <laughs> does it have? That's 26,000 members. <laughs> the ultimate. <laughs> what? There's, you remember the episode of SpongeBob when uh, they're on the Flying Dutchman ship? Yes. And there's, there's, some, there's a meme of Tom Dundon taking it over. Well, let me see. <laughs> you're good you're good you're good and stop <laughs> not even finishing one cease that's good okay that's good yeah no we're gonna have to peruse this subreddit this this is something here jordan wow this is a good subreddit Predictions for this weekend. Oh, that's sad. Somebody Anyone to order today. a merchandise in April from the AAF shop and get it delivered? Oh, boy. Aww. So we, can we agree it isn't actually Dunn's fault? No, screw you. Do not file a claim to give back money back for lost tickets. <laughs> All right, we're going to peruse this subreddit. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Alex Barth of CLNS Sports Media. He'll be talking with us about the Patriots roster. He wrote an article about that, that last week. I want to get into that, and I will see you all in just a minute. You will never find more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. Ninety point seven WXIN Stadium Experience. Jordan Moment here alongside me. We've been talking about oh, we've talked a lot of Celtics up at this point. Talking about a little bit of Bruins once again ruminating on the AAF. Just one last time. Possibly one last time. Who knows? Anyway, though, now we're gonna move into once again back in the more serious sports territory with our guests. Now we are joined by Alex Barth of CLNS Media. And how are you, Alex? I'm good, but why are you guys wasting time talking about the Celtics? Their season is over. They're oh, done. That, They're that, that was the point. No, it, it was mainly just me shedding tears and projecting all of my mean ex-girlfriends onto them. That's fair. I've been, we've all been there. That's fair. Yeah, no, it was it, it, it was rational. But anyway, so <laughs> Alex, it was very rational, I promise. Uh, Alex, so you published an article about eight days ago yeah. on, on April 30th, a way too early Patriots 53-man roster projection, and 
Hey, I love this kind of stuff. And actually, the whole podcast about this yesterday with uh, Kenny Doyle, Jordan. Did you Our really good friend know? Kenny, yes. I went on his podcast. Check that out. But basically, oh. talking about the same stuff we're going to be talking about here. But So was, was there a sufficient Jake Bailey talk? Yes. But anyhow, so we're going to talk with you, Alex, now about the Patriots roster. You were going to come on last week, talk about the draft class. That didn't work out, which is okay. So now we can have you on to kind of talk about the whole roster instead, which was one important thing. One takeaway I did have and one takeaway I did try to... I make a pair. It was one thing I was asked was, what's my grade on the Patriots offseason? And I eventually I did give a letter grade because it's part of the exercise. But right. I want to remind people that the offseason is, and I said this before the draft, when a lot of people were mad about the lack of free agent spending, which I think was a fair thing, fine. But it's just the offseason is one huge collective unit. Roster building, it doesn't stop even into the season, but at least especially with this team, but especially during the offseason because now we are entering what is the second, maybe third wave of free agency with now tomorrow, not officially today, but tomorrow, I believe, whenever at whatever time, signings no longer affect the compensatory pick formula, which, yep. Bill, which Bill Belichick has learned to master before anybody else did, and now other teams are kind of starting to pick it up, which is beginning to hurt the value of those picks, so now he'll probably find his next thing eventually. And get that for anybody else. But still, signings after tomorrow have no impact on your comp- compensatory picks, which is huge for the Patriots because I, I was looking at it and basically, like, they're basically guaranteed two more third, two more free third round picks next year with the loss of Trent Brown, with the loss of Trey Flowers because they did not replace them with anybody in free agency. But now they can start to bring in those middle of the roster depth type guys. And we've kind of already seen them begin that with yesterday, it came out that at least. That once it starts, they're going to agree to a deal with Jared Ved 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 Vadler. Vadler. Veldir. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Who is the decent enough depth tackle? And that's the point. Like now, they you know it's just that the off season is not over. They can still add players. Obviously, none of the guys they're going to add are going to be big name stars that you know. Or I mean, probably that you know that I know. That we know. I mean, I mean, not necessarily. There's still some, you know, A-list draft and Madden kind of names out there. I, I, I wouldn't pull the trigger on that too quick. I don't know if Ziggy Anza's a household name, but he was a first-round pick pretty recently. He had 14 sacks in the season. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty big name. And the other two that are probably a little more fringe, but I, it's certainly within the realm of possibility, I mean, Dominican Sue, yep. everybody knows who that guy is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael Crabtree and Des Bryant are also still out there, and whether any of those guys can give them anything it remains to be seen, but those, there are still quality names out there available. I don't think that, you know, certainly they're going to sign some guys here in the next week or two that are going to fall under the radar, but I wouldn't rule out a guy like Sue. I wouldn't rule out a guy like Crabtree. I certainly wouldn't rule out Anza. Um, they can still add some real talent, some, you know, potential first on the depth chart talent here in this third wave, like you called it. No, absolutely. And like you look at the roster and, Going to the draft, they had a lot of holes, but I was like very like especially this draft in particular. I'm like, listen, like they have they have a billion picks in this draft. I there has to be a plan in place because this draft is rich, or at least appears to be rich. Because you never know, you know, Belichick's draft board. You never know anybody's draft board. So in the end, they might they might hate a certain class at a certain position. But this is a you know seemingly there's a lot of guys at their positions of needs. And post draft, it feels like. Most there are some picks I just don't like, but a majority of the picks they do address what were glaring holes on the roster. But you know, they still do exist. I guess we'll start off, Alex, with I mean, what do you think? Well, a, what do you think of the Patriots draft class as a whole? And b, 
post-draft, what do you see as still kind of their biggest roster? Because I can give you mine after you give me yours, but like, what do you see as their biggest – what do they still need, basically? Okay. Um, I, I gave their draft a B plus. I, I really think they did an awesome job. They did. It, it, it's really a B plus. kind of some personal stuff that it's not how I would have done it, but I don't think they made bad moves. Mm-hmm. I, think every, I honestly think every pick was good. They certainly could have made better picks in spots, but I don't think – there was no pick where I was like, oh, that's a bad pick. Yeah, no, I didn't I have that. that reaction once, which is the first time in a long time I can remember that. Even Jake Bailey, and people are going to joke about him. Oh, we he don't. He has the potential to be a weapon. He really does. So – Oh, the, no, the way that – I really love what oh, before, before we get on to that, I think you know what you're dealing with, Alex. We did, our, we did our mock draft show last week. We did a live mock draft, which, by the way, you're invited to next year. We did a live mock draft, and we – Jordan Moment here was drafting for the Steelers, did have Jake Bailey going in the first round, and we have reached out to him on Twitter to be a guest. So you do not have to worry about any Jake Bailey hate coming on this program. Yeah, they, they okay. got him out of steel. No, I mean – so they had a good draft. Their biggest hole, right? Honestly, right now to me, and this is super nitpicky. I'd just like to see them add a linebacker for depth, an experienced veteran mm-hmm. linebacker, because you know across the board they they have good talent there between Vin Noy, Hightower, and Roberts. That's a solid three linebacker unit. That's among the best in the league. I love that group. Then you have Juwan Benley, who could be a good player. We'll see. We saw him. He was good last year, but it was limited sample size. He's coming off a pretty serious injury, so let's see how quickly he gets back in the swing of things. But I certainly like what he can do. But then that's really it. They don't have much linebacker depth outside of that. They have Christian Sam, who we didn't get to see last year. Mm-hmm. He was a fifth-round pick. I think he's more of a special teams guy than anything else. Um, I'd like to see them have, like, a veteran linebacker. I thought they might have been in on Clay Matthews. I think if Clay Matthews had made it to the second wave, mm-hmm. they would have been all over him, but he wasn't worth giving up the pick for. Um, but a guy like that, a guy on his back, the back end of his career mm-hmm. – Still has something left in the tank. You can give a ring. Uh, I honestly thought they might have even been in on Burpick. So a guy like that, that kind of experienced depth linebacker, because you know Hightower's not going to play 16 games. No matter, He's just not. You don't know what you're getting with Bentley. Um, and, and Roberts, as big of a step as he took last year, he's had some injury issues One-dimensional player. I'd like to see some more. Right. I, I'd like to see some more depth at that position. That, to me, honestly – is the biggest hole right now. And I know you're probably going to tell me tight end. No. I How old are you? How old? What, 19, 20? Yeah, I was born in about 1920. Yeah, you got that. Okay, so, no, how old are you? Like 19 <laughs> years old, 20 21. years old? 21. All right. So, you, you sort of remember the the, the first uh, playoff teams when tight, the first Super Bowl teams that first time around, when tight end was not a big position yeah. of influence no absolutely Patriots. no i've been telling people that for that's a while what we're going back to no that's been something that, I, that's that's what it's going to be mm-hmm. no that's been something I've, you don't replace rob gronkowski with the tight end you replace him with better running backs and better wide receivers no absolutely no i've been telling people that i've been telling people the same thing that that is the number one thing to remember they are not going to find now i do feel like they still should add something at that position but no they are not going to find a rob gronkowski replacement those 80 right. 90 100 targets are not going to come from the tight end position and i've made this point to a lot of people this has been the exact way i framed it is that after randy moss well, after they got rid of randy moss after your left after they got rid of him they did not then go we are going to find our next big wide receiver they understood that they did that because that was where the talent was they ran the offense that way because they had randy moss they had west welcome had a lot of talent in that wide receiver position but then when they moved on and they found that we have a lot of talent now in the tight end position with gronk with hernandez 
we have to reformat our offense around that and that's what they're going to do now they are seemingly they're looking to focus more on the running backs maybe they find something else at wide receiver but either way it then just becomes where is the talent on the offense and how do we reformat the way we do things and for me honestly and this is also nitpicky because once again i think that once again i think i should add something to tight end but you know they seemingly they're not going to replace gronk so i'm not going to harp about it i do think that maybe they could use some interior d-line depth i like lawrence guy i like the mike pinnell signing a lot i think he's probably like the the one true like nose tackle on this team i think that might be a guy who goes down and even adam butler might be due for an expanded role but I'm not even talking bringing the Dominic and Sue because that's a little too rich. And I don't know if he perfectly matches what they do, but just, I don't know, bringing like somebody else in there, maybe like a Corey Leggett. Leggett. So don't, don't sleep on David Perry, the former Indianapolis Colt. They brought him in. This okay. They actually brought him in in a futures contractor in the playoffs last year. Okay. I, I think he's a better player and he's been given credit for. I think he was put in a lot of bad defensive systems. I mean, obviously he played for the Colts, but I th- and like the you know mid two thousand early to mid two thousands. Yes, I think he he's a guy who's been put in bad situations and been asked to do too much. He's not going to be a pro bowler. He's not going to be an all pro. But I think in the context of the Patriots defense, he could actually be a really interesting piece next to a guy like Pinnell or even mm-hmm. you know dare I and I got ripped for this last week. But dare I go as far and say instead of Pinnell because I think they're going to be somewhat comparable and it's going to be a million and a half cheaper to keep Perry than Pinnell. I don't necessarily know that that's what happens, but whether it's – Pinnell aside, you want to talk about depth on the defensive interior, David Perry's a guy I'm going to have my eye on in training camp. I think he could surprise a lot of fans. He's kind of in a similar spot that Alan Branch was in, and he's not a midseason acquisition, but Alan Branch was a guy who showed flashes but really was asked to do too much, was not a good system fit where he was playing, came to New England and played that nose tackle role very well for a couple of seasons. I don't know that, that Perry's at that level, but I think he's a guy who can contribute this year. I think he's a guy that okay. they'll, they'll be able to count on. So no, listen, don't sleep on that name. But certainly adding another defensive tackle. You can never have enough either side of the ball. You can never have enough linemen going yeah. into camp. So it's a very good point. No, I mean, I did look at your, once again, looking at your roster projections, one thing you just have, you you had uh, seven D ta- DNs making the roster. The one thing I'm looking at it, you have actually, you have Byron Cowart, the draft pick, listed as a DN, not a D tackle. So that's interesting. I mean, obviously, they. I mean, what do you think of the versatility they have in those DNs? Because it seems like at least half these guys kind of can move around the whole line. I mean, Michael Bennett's played on the inside of his career. Looks like Chase Winovich, who has, might be my favorite draft pick of them, obviously. He feels like a guy who can go inside. I don't really remember how much Dietrich Wise has gone inside, but otherwise... Well, I can't, but if, I mean, if you want to list those guys, Kamalu's somebody who can play in pass-rushing situations um, on the inside. Coward, to me, is actually the most interesting pick of the entire draft. He's almost a case study. You have a guy that uh, he was the number one recruit in high school yep. his, his, his year, his year coming out. And he was playing at 250. And if you go back and watch his high school tape, and I'll put the disclaimer on this because it's high school tape, sure, he's not playing the same level of talent, but he's playing in the toughest division in Florida high school football. He's playing, you know, he's not playing in Massachusetts. Let's put it that way. Um, he's at playing at 250 pounds as a stand-up outside linebacker, flying off the edge, impeccable footwork, impeccable first step, getting to the quarterback, chasing down running backs from behind. I mean, he's just awesome. And when he got to Auburn, and he's admitted since that going to Auburn was a mistake and he should not have chosen Auburn. When he got to Auburn, they actually had him put on weight 
and he goes to Auburn and shows up as a freshman at 277 pounds, so almost 30 pounds over what he was playing in high school, and now he's a hand-down defensive end, and he's not quite as quick. He's had some more strength, but he's not quite as quick. He doesn't have that same chase-down speed. He's not quite as agile. His swim move is lost to step, and he's not the same player. And then he transfers out and goes to Maryland and shows up as a 290-pound defensive tackle, and he's not remotely the player he was in high school. He is a pass rush, defensive tackle. He doesn't have the footwork he had. He doesn't have the swim move he had. He's a completely different player. And I talked to a uh, coach, a, a, a coach from a big-time Florida football uh, college program, uh, Florida State, I have to say that for the story, um, and Bruce Bowen, who was a top-ten pick right to the Panthers, Bruce Bowen was in the same class as Coward, and Florida State actually considered going the same route and having Bowen put the weight on and turning him into a defensive end. They didn't. Bowen went top ten. Coward went, what, in the fifth round? So the Patriots have an interesting crossroads here. You're not going to get Coward back to 250 pounds, but not. At 290, do they have him put 10 pounds on and kind of teach him to be Adam Butler, teach him to be a pass rush specialist defensive tackle? Or do they see if they can get him back down into the 270 range and see if they can turn him back into that? If they can get him playing at 270 pounds as a speed rush defensive end, that's a really intriguing prospect. To me, Coward might have more ceiling than anybody in the Patriots draft, but unlike a guy like Nikhil Harry, where that ceiling's just going to happen with experience and growth and maturity, they're going to have to work with Coward to bring it out of him. I think they go the path of getting him back down to around 270, 275, and turning him into a defensive end. That's why I had him there. They can go either way. There's no wrong answer. He just, to me, is a fascinating case um, of a football player and kind of the, the trajectory of his career. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with him and what they do with him in camp. So I know that's a long answer to a short question, but I just think, you know, for the, the nitty-gritty football people, he's going to be so much fun to watch and see what happens with him. Hmm. No, it is interesting. That is why I have him as a defensive end. No, that's all. That's all fascinating. That's why we bring the people. That's why we get the experts on the show, Alex. But no, I mean, one thing I, I am. Mean, looking, sorry. Yeah. Another thing that just. <laughs> Another thing that they're doing though that is kind of interesting to me, and something I don't know if it's concerning, but it's something to note is that it does feel like they're kind of relying because obviously they did not get a lot of their draft class last year beyond. Sony Michelle, and other than that, a lot of guys got hurt. A lot of guys didn't really contribute at all. It seems like they're kind of relying on, which, I mean, they should be doing because it's a whole draft class, but this seemed like there's going to be a lot of reliance for this team on players that they brought in last year. Like, I think of Braxton Berrios. I think that guy's the main reason that they didn't wind up taking another receiver during the draft, which I kind of wanted to see them do, but seemingly that's a vote of confidence in him. I believe you actually tweeted something about that, to my knowledge. Um, Duke. Yeah, du- I mean, I think Barrio's a hell of a player, and not just as a receiver, as a kick returner. I mean, they brought in Ellington. They brought in Maurice Harris. I still think that it's it's with, between the kick return ability and the slot ability, it's Barrio's job to lose. I'm actually very high on him going into training camp. Now, he could have a bad camp, and I could be wrong. It's very possible. But, yeah, I, I think he's a huge reason. He is the, the guy from that draft class that they're looking at stepping in and making a difference. No, it seems like there are a lot of guys that they're seeming like, you know, I want to see them take a safety. Seems like they're going to be trying to use Duke Dawson as kind of that developmental safety role. That's something I, at least I've talked about a lot right. here. You know, Juwan Bentley, Christian Sam, two linebackers. I actually think that's 
it but and oh and then of course the biggest one of course is Isaiah Wynn it seems like they are relying a lot on not only this year's draft class but last year's draft class I mean conceivably they're gonna have you know 12 13 14 players you know getting their first real NFL experience that year and I mean this team for at least the last couple of years they've kind of transitioned away from really putting young players and draft picks in big roles they've kind of moved towards utilizing more veterans than maybe they have in the past but I mean is this is this a deliberate change in approach by the team I mean it's deliberate because it's necessary you have to have guys on rookie contracts contributing on your roster in the modern NFL it's just the nature of what it is with the salary cap right you had uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not wise you had flowers on his rookie contract you had Brown on what was essentially rookie contract you have to have guys at that pay scale contribute. The Patriots haven't their base because they're mostly depth guys, but that might be the case again this year. I mean, of the guys you named outside of Isaiah Wynn, mm-hmm. Isaiah Wynn is certainly a major question mark, but they sign a guy like, like Veldeer, and it negates that a bit. But Bentley and Sam, certainly, they're going to be counting on them, but in a reserve role. You know, if, if those guys are playing 80% of snaps a game, something's gone wrong. And at that point, you know, you're not going to have a great option no matter what if things go wrong. Braxton Berrios, they may recount on an return kick. How much is he going to play as a wide receiver? Again, if everything works out, not that much. Um, these guys are all going to contribute, but they're going to contribute on special teams and in, 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 in a depth role. And that's the way to do it because in two or three years, when you need them to contribute as first stringers, they have some experience. This doesn't concern me at all. And look, people – Let's say they have two injuries at linebacker, and all of a sudden Christian, Sam, and Juwan Bentley are starting and playing 80%, 90% of the snaps a game. People are going to say, why weren't they more prepared at linebacker? Why, at this point, you look at who's out there. Why are you going to bring in a guy you have to pay 5 or $6 million a year when you have these two guys who probably will give you just as much on rookie contracts? I, it is, there is certainly more of a, a youth presence on the team, but what did we talk about last year going into camp? This team was too old. This was their last chance. You know, they're they're going to fall apart at the end of this. And now they're too young all of a sudden. A year young, a year later. Well, I wouldn't say too, too young. I'm just I'm just more um, noting it more than anything because I've I actually have complained no, about no, the fact. No, I, I don't mean to attack you with that. No, no I don't no, mean to no, attack no. you with that. But that's, that's the narrative I see. No, see they're this this I prefer. I mean, this time last year because it feels like. Right. Well, no, you want you know what? They're neither. They were neither last year, and they were neither this year. They have a mix because that's how you build a roster. Because for the 20th year in a row, Bill Belichick is a million times better at this than anybody else who's doing it. And you have teams that, okay, we're going to focus on youth and build towards the future. And then you have teams that say, let's acquire veterans and have an experienced football team that's really motivated to win. You can do both. And 31 other NFL teams seem to not understand that. And that's what Belichick is doing. And people want to pigeonhole him into having a young team or an old team because that's just how you look at the modern NFL. But like so many things with Bill Belichick, you can't look at what he's doing in the context of what every NFL team is doing because he's doing it completely differently and he's doing it so much better. I guess that does kind of bring me – no, I agree. And that does kind of bring me kind of, I guess, uh, not not necessarily the wrap-up, but I guess just like overall compared to where they were this time, this this is another thing I was asked about myself yesterday is – do you feel like over the course of this so far, over the course of this free agency period, over the course of this offseason, you know, do you feel like this team has gotten 
Do you feel like they're better than where they were? Or do you feel like at least at the moment the team's maybe taking a slight step back in terms of talent? Where they were at the end of last season or where they were at this time last year? At the end of this season. At the end of the previous season. Kind of just like, you know, where they are compared to like... I mean, yeah, I think there's naturally a little step back because there's a question mark at the left tackle position, which is an important position. But, you know, that's natural going into training Mm -hmm. camp. You're going to have questions. Mm -hmm. I don't think any team, even I'll even take the Cleveland Browns. This is an extreme example. I don't think the Cleveland Browns are better right now than they were when they played their game at the end of last season because you, you have to build with it. You have to learn as a group. You have to put things together. They have a coach who's entering his first full season. They have a lot of new pieces they're going to have to put together. Yeah, the Patriots are probably a little worse off right now than they were February of 2019, but that's just the nature of football. Mm-hmm. That's just the way things are. I'm not going to hold that against them. Um, I think where they were at this point last year, I think they're in a relatively similar spot. they got a big rookie class coming in that they're expecting contributions from. They've got a question mark at the left tackle. They don't have a defensive coordinator. I mean, those are kind of the three knocks on the team right now. This year, though, I'm and happy that they don't have a defensive last... coordinator. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think they dodged a bullet with Shiano. Absolutely. No, they're, they're going to take a step back from Flores. I love Brian Flores. Yeah. I think it sucks that they lost him. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to have seen him back. But they're, they're going to need to figure that out. But Belichick is the defensive genius he is. Um the only real issue they're facing right now that they weren't facing at this time last year is Tom Brady's contract extension, but that'll get done. I'm not worried about it. They just need to figure it out, but they will. So, no, they're, they're in a very good spot right now. I, I would say they're just about where they were at this mm-hmm. time last year. I don't think it's fair to compare them to the team that, that walked off the field champions in Atlanta because that team had been together for nine months. This team has been together for a little over nine days. So, I, I think that that's kind of a tough comparison to make, but they're not they're not in some massive backslide from where they were last year. No, I can agree with that. I mean, even like if I am to just look, try to look at it evenly, I mean, like there are some positions where maybe they took a minor, minor step back, but even then, like the big ones, I feel like they're insulated against the loss it's of Trent just Brown. Tackle for me. No, and even then, like it's, I feel like yeah, I even I even think at defensive end they're all right. To me, it's just left tackle because. That's a pretty serious injury Win had. You don't know what he's going to look like. Oh, absolutely. But even then, like, I feel like, you know, I, I really, really like the Yanni Kejus pick. I love that pick. Like, they brought in Veldadir, yeah. which I wasn't sure they were going to do. I was kind of almost against them bringing in another veteran tackle just because I'd rather than let the young guys develop. But honestly, like, with Marcus Cannon, you never know. So even then, like, I feel like they're at least insulated at left tackle. And then DN, like, I think Trey Flowers is probably a slightly better player than Michael Bennett. But I think that they're good at different things. Like I, you know, I feel like overall, like they definitely they have the, the team overall. I think has a similar talent level, or even a, like I think yeah. like you know like like a Nikhil Harry. That's an upgrade over like Chris Hogan. You know, like Dorsett. Well, that's it, it, careful how you do that. That's not the replacement for Chris Hogan. No, that's I know, but it's like in terms for Josh Gordon. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like they were gonna put. Well, yeah, I suppose either way, but the. Like overall, no, I do feel like the talent level is pretty evenly there. And yeah, like this was probably my favorite, the most, the most I've enjoyed watching a draft class because honestly, like the last couple of years, I kind of felt like the drafting was kind of slipping from Bill Belichick. So it's good to see a draft that I am over happy with. And I mean, otherwise, I mean, do you have any closing thoughts for the good people of Providence, Alex? Uh, make sure you follow at Patriot CLNS on Twitter. Check out clnsmedia.com. 
Um, and uh, sorry about the Paw Sox. I know that's Pawtucket, but close. Yeah. Oh, well. Everything in Rhode Island's close to everything. That's the beauty of Rhode Island. Those are the rules. All right, well, thank you for coming on, Alex. You're welcome anytime on the show. Anytime you guys want to have me. Sorry again about last week. No uh, problem. Hopefully I'll be more flexible in the future. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming on, Alex. Anytime. All right, that was Alex Barth, once again, of CLNS Media. And uh, he was talking about your Browns a little bit there, Jordan. I know. But no, I mean, like I said, I, I agree with that. So like I said, we will be putting that online. Once again, I know he plugged himself, but check him out at Real Alex Barth on Twitter. It's the real him. It's the real him. Hey, man, hey, I, he's not, I don't believe he's verified. But hey, you know, I, I, I will endorse it as the real him because I've gotten DMs from that account. And I believe that was the real Alex Barth. Are you going to change your, your Twitter to the, the real Jake Elmsley? No, I don't think you can change it. It's just my full name. I don't, I, I, I'll be verified one day. I don't need it. Oh. I'll, I'll be a very. Probably get verified now, honestly. No, it's hard to get verified. On Twitter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. On Instagram, it's just like you got to like send in like your license or something. On uh, Twitter, they just verify like the journalists to fight back the tide of the fake news. But anyway, though, with all that out of the way. You have been listening to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Elmsley, on 90.7 WXIN. Once again, thank you to Alex. Thank you, Jordan, for coming in today and just kind of letting me express my sorrow, mm-hmm. my deep personal sorrows. I felt your suffering. Anyway, you've been listening to the Stadium Experience. We will be back next week, Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. We'll be talking about a real sports team in the Boston Bruins more, hopefully. Who knows what else we'll be talking about? Maybe the Patriots make some fun depth signings that I'll overanalyze. We'll see. But anyway, I will be here. I hope you are as well. Have a lovely week, and I will see you all next time.